Welcome back to the Alcohol Tipping Point Podcast. I'm your host, Debbie Maisner. I'm a registered nurse, health coach, and alcohol-free badass. And today, I wanted to do an episode about how do you know if you have a drinking problem? Um, because this question has come up a few times. Our last episode was a Q&A, and kind of various forms of that question came up. So I wanted to do a little bit more of a deep dive about when drinking is a problem, uh, what we look for in the medical community, the uh, mental health community, and then some of the myths about having a drinking problem. And so I hope you find it helpful. Uh, I always like to remind people that you don't have to be a problem drinker to have a problem with drinking. You can just choose to remove alcohol from your life to make your life better. Uh, You don't have to hit rock bottom. Uh, You can just live a life alcohol-free, and a lot of people choose to do that. All right, so let's get started. So first of all, the other thing I like to tell people is you don't have to be an alcoholic. You do not have to call yourself an alcoholic. In fact, the medical community doesn't use the term alcoholic in diagnosing alcohol disorders. You'll still occasionally see the term alcoholic um, because old habits die hard, right? <laughs> um, but the correct terminology that is used in the medical and healthcare community is alcohol use disorder. And that is on a spectrum. I am just going to get there. Okay, so alcoholism isn't an actual diagnosis. Um, What it is, is a spectrum of alcohol use disorder, and that ranges from mild to moderate to severe. And basically what it is, it's a medical condition characterized by an impaired ability to stop or control alcohol use despite adverse social, occupational, or health consequences. So it means like you you're not able to stop drinking even though you logically want to and even though maybe it is causing you some social uh, relationship problems or job problems or health consequences. Maybe your liver function test came back abnormal after your wellness exam. All right, so how do you know if someone has alcohol use disorder? Uh, Since it's on a spectrum, like I said, from mild to moderate to severe, Uh, Those are the three categories. Uh, What we do is we ask a series of questions, and depending on how many yes answers you have, it puts you in a certain category. So either mild, you would answer to two or three of those questions. Moderate alcohol use disorder, you would answer yes to four or five of those questions. And severe alcohol use disorder, you would answer six or more. Again, this is just a way for us to measure. Uh, in, in the medical community, we like to measure things, and sometimes it's hard to measure something that's subjective. And that occurs in a lot of mental health issues like depression, anxiety. You know, it's really hard with something that's so subjective and has to deal with how you're feeling and how you're perceiving how you feel. It, it's hard to correctly measure it. So, This is just one tool that is used to help measure alcohol use. And so what I'm going to do is ask you these questions and just keep track of how many yeses you have, because these are the questions used in the alcohol use disorder questionnaire. 
And also this alcohol use disorder questionnaire, this comes from the Diagnostic Manual for Psychological Disorders. They call it the DSM. And it's been around, um, the alcohol use disorder category has been around, I believe, since the 1980s. It, it's kind of changed a bit, but this is the most current uh, set of questions. Okay, so, and if you want to write these down, you can, or just kind of keep a tally of what you answer to. There are one, two, three, four, five, six. Gosh, I believe there are like 12 questions. All right, so in the past year, have you had times when you ended up drinking more or longer than you intended to? And I'm going to keep track along with you guys. I'm going to reflect to when I was drinking. In the past year, have you more than once wanted to cut down or stop drinking or tried to but couldn't? In the past year, have you spent a lot of time drinking or being sick as a result of drinking? In the past year, have you experienced cravings for alcohol or the strong need for a drink? In the past year, have you noticed that drinking or being sick from drinking caused problems at home, work, or school? And have you continued to drink even though it was causing trouble with your family or your friends? So you can see how some of them are subjective. Like, what does it mean causing trouble? Um, that could be a subjective question, but just do your best. All right, we got five more questions here. In the past year, have you given up or cut back on activities that were important or interesting to you or gave you pleasure in order to drink? More than once, have you gotten into situations while or after drinking that increased your chances of getting hurt, such as driving, swimming, using machinery, walking in a dangerous area, or having unprotected sex? In the past year, have you continued to drink even though it was making you feel depressed or anxious or adding to another health problem or after having had a memory blackout? And in the past year, had, have you had to drink much more than you once did to get the effect you want or found that your usual number of drinks had much less effect on than before? And then our last question is, in the past year, have you found that when the effects of alcohol were wearing off, you had withdrawal symptoms such as sleep, trouble sleeping, shakiness, restlessness, nausea, sweating, a racing heart, or a seizure, or sense things that were not there? Okay, so those are the questions. And then again, what it does is you add up your yes answers. And if you answer yes to two or more questions, then you have some form of alcohol use disorder. I will tell you I answered seven, so that would have put me in the severe category of alcohol use disorder. Um, so mild would be answering two to three yeses, moderate would be answering four to five, and severe would be answering six or more. Okay, so that just kind of gives you an idea. I just wanted you to hear um, the mental health community perspective and the medical community perspective on that. Again, it doesn't matter 
where you fall on the category, again, I just go back to would removing alcohol from your life make your life better? And if the answer is yes, well, there you go. Why don't you try? Okay, and then the other thing I want you to know is sometimes you may not notice anything. You may not have had any of those issues. You might not have answered yes, but yet you still want to remove alcohol from your life. And that's okay. Totally okay. Now I'm going to get into a little bit about the myths of addiction and having a problem with alcohol. I just want to remind you the definition of addiction is that addiction is characterized by the continued use of alcohol or other drugs, even when that use causes harm or interferes with achieving goals in life. I like this definition because that, again, goes back to like, could your life be better? I mean, interferes with achieving goals in life. I just find that um, so interesting because a lot of times we're just kind of stuck. We're just kind of meh, right? We're just... We go to work, we come home, have a drink, get up, go to work. You know, like, what are your goals in life? And is alcohol interfering with that? So interesting. Something to think about. All right. I also want to remind you that everybody has the potential for addiction, right? Addiction works from prolonged habitual use of an addictive substance. It doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, poor, or rich. Anyone can become addicted. Anyone can have a problem with alcohol. Um, You can have the perfect life, the perfect childhood, the perfect spouse, the perfect job, but you can still become addicted to alcohol because that is the nature of the drug. Alcohol is a drug. It's a chemical. And so I want to emphasize that you are not alone. All right, let's get into our myths. I have a few myths. So myth number one is it's not a problem if you can hold your liquor. We've probably heard this before, right? Um, So being able to have a few drinks without feeling any effects, it may seem like, oh, that's a good thing, right? But in fact, if you need to drink increasing amounts of alcohol to feel an effect, it could be a sign that you have an alcohol problem. Um, That is tolerance. You're basically building tolerance. Myth number two, it's not a problem if you only drink on weekends. You, you don't have to drink every day to have a problem with alcohol. So heavy drinking, it's not defined by how much alcohol you have in a day or a week, right? It doesn't matter. You can still have a problem with alcohol if, even if you're not drinking every day. Myth number three, someone is too old to have a drinking problem. All right, you may think that drinking problems have to start early in life, but some people develop problems with drinking at a later age. Uh, Part of it is because you may be on medication. Uh, When you're older, you're more likely to be on medication. Uh, Your liver and kidney functions, which help process alcohol, aren't as efficient as when you were younger. A lot of people in retirement find that they are, they've kind of lost their purpose. They may be bored or lonely or depressed, and so they end up drinking more. Uh, So it really isn't dependent on age. And it can happen, you know, at any moment. All right, another myth is that drinking only wine or beer is not a problem. Okay, doesn't matter what you drink, it's how it affects your life. 
think we all know this, but yeah. All right, myth number five, people who are addicted just lack willpower. Ugh. Well, addiction changes the way a person's brain and body functions, so it inhibits your ability to resist that substance. And when you are drinking, your pleasure chemicals are released in the brain, like right away, but then over time, it's going to modify parts of your brain that control pleasure, motivation, and memory. So it really gets your brain balance out of whack. And so it's not just willpower that gets you through or that you're lacking willpower. There is actually some biological things going on when you're drinking. Myth number six, all addicts are the same. Like I said, alcohol addiction can affect anyone, period. Anyone can become addicted and we're not all the same, although we have the same issues. <laughs> all right. Myth number seven. This is huge. Only one type of addiction treatment works. Oh, it's going to look different on everyone. Um, so that doesn't mean that one process works better than the other. It just, it should be individualized to address your needs. Everyone's unique. And so how you decide to break up with alcohol, well, that's going to be unique too. For some people, that might be inpatient rehab. For others, it might be doing it on their own. Some people like AA. Some people like to do alternative groups or online groups. There's smart recovery. You can go to your therapist. You can um, join other groups. Like I said, there's so many different ways to treat this. And it's on a spectrum too. It's alcohol use disorder runs from mild to severe. So your treatment options are going to vary as well. There's even some medication you can take to help with reducing cravings like naltrexone um, that you can do through your primary care provider. So I just want to emphasize that many, many different types of treatment work. You don't have to only go to AA and only go to inpatient rehab. So many options. All right. So my big takeaways for this episode is just that alcohol use disorders on a spectrum, that there's no one way to treat. Uh, no one is broken. This can happen to anyone. Recovery is possible. And just reminding yourself that would your life improve if you removed alcohol? And maybe that's enough. Maybe you just need to take away this one thing in your life and it can make the rest of your life so much easier. Um, I was talking to someone in our group uh, with the alcohol a day and she was saying like one of her goals was to simplify her life. And she found that removing alcohol was one way to simplify her life. Um, you know, instead of like trying to go on, make these major diet changes to lose weight, she can remove alcohol. Instead of like taking um, anti-anxiety meds and, and going through all this these changes at work to make work better, she can remove alcohol. She can, if she wants to work on her relationship with her daughter or people in her life, then What's something super simple she can do? Remove alcohol and just makes everything else better and simpler and easier. So really powerful statement. All right. I hope that you found this helpful. Uh, please reach out to me if you have any questions. You can email me at deb at or visit the website alcoholtippingpoint.com. 
Um, and then if you want to take just like a solo, easy 30 day break, um, and see if your life is better when you remove alcohol, I'm going to link to, uh, the 30 day solo alcohol, alcohol a day, call it an alcohol a day because it is uh, a gift that you're giving to yourself like a holiday. Um, but you can sign up for that. That's in my show notes. And that's just, if you want to do it on your own, it's an email only course. Um, I will link to that. And then if you do join my newsletter, get any of my other freebies, then you'll automatically be on my list to receive information about joining a live group alcohol a day, um, which is just where we all go together in a private group and take 30 days off together. And it's a super great way to take a break. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. I hope this was helpful for you. And maybe just for today, practice not drinking. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Alcohol Tipping Point. I'm always here for you guys. So please feel free to reach out and talk to me on Instagram at Alcohol Tipping Point. And check out my website, alcoholtippingpoint.com. Again, I hope you can use these tips we talked about for the rest of your week. And until then, see you next time.